Yes, sir, we promised you a great deal here. Nick Andre, the Chinese Hulkamania is running wild. Yes. Fuck off, what is that? Oh shit. I know immediately what everyone's thinking when they see me on the screen. Frank's not here. It's going to be a shitty Phil fill-in show. We're probably just going to tune out this week. We'll wait until next week when Frank's back. No, no, no. I promise you. Frank's here, but I had a lot of involvement in what we're watching tonight. So Frank insisted at gunpoint that I do this. So here I am. Today, we are watching TNA Justice Hard Justice 2005, and we have a very, very special guest interview later in the show that I cannot wait to throw out there for you guys. Excited for it. I'm going to go ahead and get us going here because I have no more words ready to come out of my mouth. So in that case, the show must go on. I am Lady Frost. And I'm the savage gentleman, Victor Benjamin. And, and we, we are, are pretty, pretty proper. proper. And you're watching Top, Top Guy, Guy Theater. Theater. And here we are. What's up, everybody? Oh, Hi, everybody. The same as usual. What's up, Phil? What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us tonight. Eddie, Henry, show host Frank, Brandy. You're in the first spot, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'll move you. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put myself down to where Eddie is. I'll God tell damn you. it. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. I ain't cooking shit. And so, I will tell you, the minute the red light went on, guess what started to happen? My you dog, started masturbating. My, no, no. Well, you know, that's later. Uh, but my dog starts whining. So I guarantee you, I'm going to have to take Bella out in the middle of this whole thing. So good thing Bella. you're hosting. I do She's the same my thing favorite, but she can be a you-know-what. Pain in the ass? You're damn right. Yeah. So Henry on location with his new place and his crappy internet. How are you, Henry? He's muted. Are you good? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you going to play that piano for us? No. God, I was no really piano. looking forward to hearing that. And you're clearly not fake background. <laughs> yes. By the way, I don't know if anyone noticed from the Razor episode. I didn't address it, but I am in a new room, new location, upstairs. A little bit different scenery in the background. Same pictures, of course, with Kenny Omega front and center for your annoying James Quillo purposes only. 
Frank? How's the audit? Yeah, so the state of Massachusetts decided to say, tell me, they owe me like a hundred bucks. But they but but they wanted to tell me that I had to send them copies of everything to prove that I didn't who went away? Oh. That I didn't I didn't live in the state, but I had wages in the state. Because even though I worked at from home in I worked from home for a California company. They charged me Massachusetts sales tax or Massachusetts uh, income tax because the the my home restaurant used to be in Boston. So, fuck you, Massachusetts. I sent you everything you want. Just send me my hundred dollars and let me move on with my fucking life. Okay. Did you not tell them that you were a host of the mega ultra successful Top Guy Theater and that you don't have to put up with their bullshit? Listen, there is a reason why they call them massholes. They would <laughs> they, they wouldn't care. I've never heard that before. Brandy's been there. They drive like that too. Oh yes, that's why do I drive when I visit the beautiful state of Massachusetts? Absolutely not. I use public transit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, massholes, we have uh, Eddie joining us tonight. What's up, Eddie? Speaking hey. of massholes, he's from Arizona. You can just call yeah, they him. Don't a- have a name. Well, you can call him an a hole, right? I'm right. <laughs> trying to transition to the next person. God damn it! Leave me All right, alone. I'll stay out of it. I'll stay out of it. No. Eddie. Hey. Oh. Not much. Not much. Uh, just a little tired. I work like a dog. Ready to watch him hard justice? Yep. I really what? love... I, this is probably the first year where I really started liking TNA. Team Canada. Team Canada was so underrated. Now, there is a prerequisite for this show. You do indeed have to be hard to get justice. Oh, wow. Well, uh, fuck, I'm like, out. Oh, wow. Wow. Are you good to go? And then well, Brandy, we need you because anyone that's hard needs to deliver the justice to you. That's- <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, right now, in, in uh, Eddie's head, he's going, what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> what is going on? So, of course, finally, that does lead us to Brandy all the way in Alaska, fresh from her dog sled race home. What's up? That's right. I'm in my living room. That's why we have the 1970s Circa paneling here. Because since Henry changed location, we needed somebody to have a 1970s decor <laughs> as part of the ensemble. <laughs> I am great. I had the day off of work today. It is a state holiday in Alaska. I took a nap. It was great. What's the holiday called? What's a Seward's nap? Day. And uh, that is Seward's Day. And that's Seward to commemorate or Seward? The- Seward. Seward. Okay. Like the town and William H. Seward, who was the Secretary of State, who on this day that we commemorate in history, uh, agreed to purchase the territory of Alaska from Russia. Now, Alaska Day, which is when the transfer became like complete and active, that's in August. And that's Do you Alaska get that day. day off too? I don't, because we uh, at my work gave up Columbus Day and Alaska Day. And we have a floating holiday that we can use for our birthday. And then we'll close the day after Thanksgiving. And I will gladly take those instead. Yeah, I mean, was, is it called Columbus Day anymore? What is it called now? Federally, it is. Some states have changed that. Like the state of Alaska calls it Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, that's what Rhode Island calls it now. Okay, that, I just couldn't it's remember state what it was. By state. Federally, they still call it Columbus Day. 
to interrupt, but we're starting to put the core audience to sleep. Maybe we should get on with the show, Phil. We have a core audience. Oh, when wait, they maybe see, when they see yeah. what we've got today, we'll have a core audience. Yes. I'm, I'm so ready for that. So, yep. TNA Hard Justice 2005 main event AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Championship. This is uh, early TNA at its finest. We are starting at one hour, 33 minutes, and 44 seconds to begin in the X Division Championship with Christopher Daniels and Shocker. Yeah, no, no, that's his actual name, Shocker. It's not a Shocker who he's fighting. Yes, th there we go, the Shocker. Frank knows all about the Shocker. <laughs> yeah, I do. While you spend 48 minutes navigating the really bad Impact Plus app, we will wait. Actually, no, we won't. You can pause, and when you're done, we will just get started. So let's get a countdown here from Frank, since he's not hosting. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, real quick. On the Impact Plus app, just search 2005 and 2005 pay-per-view will come up. Then get to, because this is a shitty app, get to 93 minutes and 44 seconds. And in three, two, one, play. Oh, the so X factors, familiarity or lack thereof. Apparently these guys have not wrestled before. Shocker's, Shocker's quest, quest. <laughs> for Shocker's the quest. championship. We all know what the quest for the Shocker ends in. We really need a sound and effect. Mr. X Division, which is, of course, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. This is peak Christopher Daniels right here. So if you're actually listening to the show audio, Mike Tanay will be actually filling in with some actual poignant, meaningful things. But because we're just a bunch of slapdicks... Um, that that's what you get, and oh my god, I miss Mike today. Uh, Shocker is a luchador, in case in case you didn't know. I don't you know. I was I was expecting like Uncle Fred to come out with that uh, shock Shockmaster mask. That's what I was expecting. Right? Maybe that we should get. We should. Pa I believe he's still wrestling, so maybe we should pass the suggestion on. If you're going to go by the Shocker, you have to come out with with Uncle Fred's helmet. Um, or he, he should have been like. Like I don't... a little bit of news and notes on this. Well, just one news note. Um, uh, beginning of this show, they actually did a ten bell salute for Chris Candido, yeah, I who saw that. passed away uh, before this show. So started on a little bit of a somber tone. Uh, but in case you wanted to be filled in on a, a little not so fun fact, there you go. Now, Eddie, Eddie, you said that you were a big you were a big fan of Team Canada. They actually opened this show, yeah. Which was, and I watched that match. It was actually really, really good. I really am disappointed that PD Williams didn't go further. I don't understand I think why his height, uh, his lack of size, really just unfortunately worked against him. He's not, he's not even a Shawn Michaels. We're gonna fake it and call him six feet tall when he's five ten. He's a lot shorter, and unfortunately, this is still um, a business where, unless you're extremely outside of the box, uh, Petey's body, like the way his body composition is out mm -hmm. of this world, and his in-ring ability is out of this world. But unfortunately, I think he does get a little bit, you know, pigeonholed with his size. But Petey Williams is great. Two thousand four. Yes, he does still wrestle. Not as much, um, but he does still wrestle. 
it was, uh, it was 2004 to like 2007 tna is like peak tna for me i love this i remember watching this in high school because tna would be on at two o'clock in the afternoon on the fox sports channel and i would come home from school because on fridays uh they get out around two o'clock um at school here for high school and so i would come home and watch uh tna on fridays well look at this we have someone who's here in the waiting room who was supposed to be here, you know, 35 minutes ago. Should should we let him in for being this late? Yeah, I think we should because I think I probably told him nine because I thought Brandy was working. Oh, fair probably enough. We'll, so we'll blame it on you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, welcome Scott to more than – no, I'm sorry. Welcome uh, Mark Nelson to the show. You told me nine o'clock. I did, but then Brandy wasn't working, so – we start. Yeah, it's okay. We, we're we're not that far. I like fucking texted you. I fucking called you, and you didn't answer. No, no, no. You text me, but Frank, mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. What? What did I ask you? You wanted my impact stuff, didn't you? No, no, no. What? no. what did I ask you? Look at the last text message I sent you that you answered. Okay, I won't. We're waiting. It's suspended. <laughs> He's got to look. He's going through all the text. He's actually going to look at this. Okay. So while he's looking, does anybody else think that all of the TNA pay-per-view names seem like cheesy late 80s, early 90s action movies? Like Steven Seagal and Hard Justice. Yeah, Mark, uh, sorry, I lied. Yeah, I know you did. Thank you. Do you have the Impact Plus app? No. Well, get it, and I'll send you my information. Oh, I, I have the the app i don't have the okay i don't although i don't know if we can be signed in at the same time huh we are a well-oiled machine here at top guy theater we clearly have had all of this planned out and it's running smoothly well we did for the most part i mean shit happens uh mark do me a favor Yo. just pay eight bucks for it Mark's Hold like, on. I don't I want to pay eight bucks for it if i can find an alternative means for i him. don't want to pay eight dollars for it I'm sorry, you won't have to pay $8. It's $7.99. What's Thank up, you. Mark? So, Shocker, does... I mean, obviously, I've never heard of him. What did he... Did he did he wrestle under a different name somewhere else? What did he go on to do? Who? Shocker. Let me, let me consult my favorite reference and get to Cage Match. Yeah, that's just like... I, I, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm aware... Of Christopher Daniels because of AEW. But, you know, again, the shocker. I mean, is it shocker or the shocker? Shocker. Shocker. It's just shocker. Yeah, I hope that's a really cool luchador name or something because I don't get it. Because there's nothing about him that would make me think shocker. It would make me think like Rey Mysterio, uh, Rey Mysterio taller and fatter. After the Shockmaster debacle, everyone should avoid putting shock in any part of their name forever. Okay, so Shocker is 50 years old. He currently wrestles for CMLL in Mexico. He is 5'9", 227 pounds from Guadalajara. He's been wrestling for almost 30 years. He debuted in October of 92. Oh my god. So yeah, he's kind of just like a tag team light heavyweight uh, wrestler, he is a uh, two-time 
uh, NW- NWA World Lightweight Heavyweight Champion and uh, three-time CMLL Tag Team Champion most recently in 2018 where he was teaming with Negro Casas. I'm sorry, what did uh, you just call him? Negro Casa. Negro is black. Black house. Black That's house. her stripper name. Okay. On that note, <laughs> y'all stand by. Did Frank just quit the show? I think Apparently. So. You insulted him to the point where he quit the show. I know. It's terrible. We need to get him back because I'm not doing this hosting shit full time. So whatever amount of money we need, please give it to him. Frank, come back. <laughs> Honestly, he probably had to take the dog out. He did say he was going to have to do that. So. Sorry, my, my daughter called. I'll be right back. Oh, the other important. His, yes. his daughter called. Okay. I mean, he so, did say he was going to masturbate later when I asked him. So it's probably that time of the evening for Frank. Oh so God. I'm guessing Shocker didn't. Uh, <laughs> don't leave us, Frank. I'm guessing Shocker didn't hold any titles in uh, TNA. No, he did not. So six-sided rings, everyone for it or against it? I think it's fantastic. I like, I like, I like it. it. I liked it um, because it was different. different. But apparently it's hard. It's more stiff to bump in. And I guess because uh, the ropes that they use, those are cables as opposed to traditional ropes. So it was a harder um, surface to hit. So I remember Jay Styles talking about how it was harder to work in the six-sided ring versus a traditional four-sided ring. Who else is looking forward to... Uh... AJ Styles and Edge this weekend. That's, I think, top of my list on matches. I'm honestly not excited for WrestleMania in the slightest. Here, I was having a conversation with, with my buddy Connor, who came with me to Top Guy Weekend earlier today. And here's the thing. There are maybe 35% of matches at this year's Mania that I'm excited about. But no matter what, no matter what they've got on the card, I, I find myself having to watch, I have to watch WrestleMania. I've not missed a WrestleMania since, like, I've watched every WrestleMania since WrestleMania 10 onwards. And it's like, well, I'm not too big on the main event, or I'm not too big on most of the matches. But it's WrestleMania. I, I just, I can't bring myself to get away from it. I, am I going to hate most of it? Probably. Am I going to critique a lot of it? Probably. But there's going to be enough moments that, that are going to keep me there because Mania is in itself an event you know that's bigger than the people that's in it and it's always going to be that way so who knows and there's the potential cody rhodes appearance which um we'll talk about that on main event matinee which is going to air this saturday at 11 eastern our very first episode we're going to talk all things modern wrestling so i hope you guys can tune into that live that's right we're going to say fuck it we're doing it live Fuck it. Doing it live. This is a really good match for a guy oh, I've never it heard is. of. It's I guess really it's good. Daniels, I guess Daniels can have a good match with anybody. Uh, he's little, one of those, give him a broomstick. It, it'll look good. Or a blow-up doll. I'm a little bit familiar with Shocker because... He 1,000% missed that moonsault. Living here in Arizona, I would sometimes watch like the, like, the trip away and uh, on the Spanish channel just to see what they they were about and there was a couple years where he was a 
kind of featured. Yeah, I I remember, you know, Eric Bischoff's always a big proponent of different name, and that's why it was su- successful with WCW. But then when they came in, one of the first things they did is switch over to the four-sided, which I never understood. Oh, my God, the savior of the show, Michael McClanahan, is here. Thank God, Mike. Frank's been gone, and we don't know what the fuck to do. Where have you been? <laughs> I need to know about calculators. Which calculator do you use to calculate the price of a pay-per-view that you're going to watch? Michael, can you hear us? Are you there? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear what Um, I asked? If you want to join us on us, we are at 145, 15, 16, 17 on our, or whenever you're ready to join. I'm I'm ready if you guys don't mind me doing a late run-in. Yeah, no, of course. You could have showed up five minutes before the end. I will say, do not spoil our special guest interview for Eddie because he has no idea. We want to keep it a oh, surprise. No, no problem at all. Let me just close my office What's door here. What's up, Money Mike? Hey, Eddie. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. What's up? How are you doing, Mark? I would be good at the impact app actually had any rhyme or order to it whatsoever. Uh, search for 2005 and it'll pull up the 2005 pay-per-views. Correct. It, it makes yeah. the peacock it look, makes the peacock look good. The uh, peacock is great compared to this. Peacock is starting to get their shit together, which I which I appreciate. So Mike, I, told maybe this, I, I like how they separated um Mike, I told Eddie this earlier in the show, right before we started going. Um, the show is called Hard Justice. Therefore, you do have to be hard to get the justice. So have you come prepared? I don't know how to respond to that. So I'm do just going to need some Charlotte quiet. Flair? Do you need some Charlotte Flair? He's only at 20%. Give him time, Phil. <laughs> 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 this match. Um, so I, I, I searched 2005 and it gave me pay per views 2013, 2011, 2012, and then pay per views. Click pay per views. Okay, so pay per views. Yeah. And it's got hard to kill 2022. Oh, here we go. Scroll. Yeah. There so you it go. Is, it has Genesis and then pay per views 2009, 7, 10, 19, 15, 14, 5. There's no primary reason to this. Thing. No, 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 there's not. <laughs> they do have a good library. Do you, the, the Impact Plus app has let me, like on lunch breaks at work, go back and, and really relive TNA because, again, I never watched TNA until about a year ago, like I say all the time, but I'm really regretting not getting into TNA for some of the some of the stuff. Again, people showing the Aces and Eight storyline, I thought it was fascinating. You know, and there's a lot of early stuff, like all the early Kurt Angle stuff is fucking incredible. And there's so many, and Christopher Daniels just picks up the win. There's what so the- many incredible moments in TNA that were just missed because of the TNA LOL uh, stigma. Yeah, I, I really liked um, the Impact Wrestling program. I It was actually, I got into that program right at about what would probably be the peak or the height of my initial fandom, which was actually, I was one of the people that found TNA because of Hulk Hogan. 
The um, first wow. pay-per-view I ever ordered was the uh, TNA Genesis 2010, where Ho- Hogan and uh, Mr. Bischoff were there. And I-, I actually preferred the four-sided ring to the six-sided ring, because I had seen some episodes prior to that. I think actually the first match I ever watched was uh, Mick Foley versus Sting at Lockdown 2009. But I, my favorite part of the Impact Plus app was the, uh, the one-night-only pay-per-views. But I think while we're talking about great apps i think impact we could all agree could maybe take a few lessons from the fight app and while we're talking about the fight app that's actually the place where you can go later this week if you want to watch the uh, super show live with conrad jeff eric uh jeff jarrett eric bischoff jeff hardy and william regal that's going to be an extremely entertaining time well um, we got christopher daniels on the bike here let's track it real quick yeah that was a terrible track it all we heard was him screaming his name it was over mike i don't know if you're along with us yet but we're at 149 32 33 i'm with you cool awesome ah so up next we've got the royal rumble oh wait no no we have a over-the-top battle royal for a world title shot definitely not a royal rumble uh I, I'm actually looking forward to watching watching this just to see who comes out because I didn't really preview uh, much of this. I, I have seen the main event, which is a banger of a match. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see this battle world. So I, I think that was – was that Yoshi Tatsu? No, it was Yoshi Tatsu. I don't know who I'm seeing except for Abyss clotheslining motherfuckers left and right. Who, who am I you know, I've actually got a – I actually have a question that I thought would be interesting to ponder as we're watching this. I actually this have a question for you, Money the... Mike. Oh. So why did Hulk Hogan draw you to TNA? That's who a great question. How did you even know who he is? I mean, his peak was the year that Henry was born. Which who, was way Hulk before Hogan? you were born. Yeah. Speaking of Henry, well, well, Henry is well, having so, uh, internet issues, so he is producing uh, off-camera. So, so I, I'm trying to think how best to Bobby say this. Scott's a boy. So I had watched one episode of TNA prior to um, the 2000, when I said I got interested in 2010. I watched an episode with Bobby Lashley um, from July 30 of 2009, which just happened to be my birthday because that was the summer that I was really, that was the first summer that I was really watching wrestling. And just, I just happened to be flipping through the channels and I recognized Bobby Lashley from his WWE run, which had concluded in 2008. And I, I kind of watched a few minutes of it. Like I said, I had a couple DVDs and I thought some of the matches were good, but I think I knew about Hulk Hogan because when I got into wrestling, I binge watched a bunch of DVDs from probably like 2004 Exactly. Who at that point would have been the 2008-2009. Yes. So, and Hogan was involved in the company in that time. I actually remember, I think the first match I ever saw of his was SummerSlam um, 2006 against Randy Orton. So I that's how I knew who Hulk Hogan was. And actually, I have a funny story, a sidebar of Hulk Hogan. You talk about not knowing who he was. My mother was traveling at the time. This was back in 1980. 
six and happened to run into him in the airport. Had no idea who he was until some kids went up and got his autograph. And to this day, I tell her, you should have got his autograph. Because can you picture what a 1986 Hulk Hogan autograph would be worth? Uh, the same thing as it's worth now? <laughs> Nothing. So, we, um, this, this battle royal lasts 27 minutes. Wait, what's your time code? My time code is uh, 152, 40, 41, 42... 152. Got it. So you see Conan and Billy Gunn? No, I see Bobby Roode and Zach Gowan. Yeah. Which pick? I, I, I totally forgot that Zach Gowan was in on in TNA. I didn't even know he. I actually didn't even know he was. I just knew him from the one run um, with uh, WWE in 2003 and the match with uh, Mr. McMahon at Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, this, this, uh, not definitely not Royal Rumble last 27 minutes. So I figured this might be a time for a very, very special fill us in. Why is this filling us in so special? Why is everyone else on the screen? Simple. I'm not the one filling you in. So the main event of TNA Hard Justice 2005 is AJ Styles against our guest interview for this evening, a man that Frankie and I had the opportunity to sit down with and ask questions about this spectacular main event. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this interview Frankie and I had with the one and only Jeff Jarrett. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest on Top Guy Theater today here to talk about his main event match at TNA Hard Justice 2005. He is the world's greatest wrestler, the world's greatest singer, and the world's greatest entertainer, all self-proclaimed. Jeff Jarrett, how you doing, Jeff? Good, my man. We're going to talk about Gillies as well. You guys are setting the agenda. Y'all act like this is your show. We're going to get Titans in. Yeah. We're going to get some Soprano talk in. We're going to get – I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Friday, April 1st, Conrad will kill me. No, I'm kidding. We're uh, we're looking forward to the event, all kidding aside, with the shows. So looking forward to chatting with you. Frank's been chomping at the bit to talk to you about some Titans, and we'll we'll grab that here towards the end. Uh, but I do want to pick your brain about Hard Justice 2005. Uh, we're actually going to do a watch-along on that show a little bit later this month, and we wanted to get your thoughts going into that main event match with AJ Styles. Well, you, 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 you got to give me the rundown, man. Uh, we do podcasts all the time. That's uh, when Tito uh, was, uh, no, <laughs> Tito special referee. Yes. Yeah. It's the Tito match. Oh, yeah. Right. Just making sure because yeah. Um, Universal Studios is what comes to mind in, in that we were still early in the relationship, not, not brand new, but early in relationship. And just the, the, the fans in the building that night, um, man, to, 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 to give it the, the basketball analogy, they were really the sixth man. They were blowing and going and, you know, AJ's athletic ability, 
uh, always, it, it just, you, you can't really overstate what his uh, dynamic athletic ability um, does for the chemistry of a match or, or the electricity of a match. But, um, you know, in, in those days, um, the old king of the mountain heat was rolling, uh, so to speak. Um, it was the appropriate time to, br to bring in a special referee. And um, I'll say this. A lot of folks were worried about the king of the mountain uh, after that match was over because they thought uh, Tito had knocked me into uh, 2008 right there. On the <laughs> that match, that crowd, I, uh, I watched it back here just a few days ago, was absolutely electric. Yeah. Uh, they were ready for AJ to be world champ. But my question is, is, Looking back on it, do you think AJ was ready to be world champ? That was a constant struggle, not as it relates to AJ Styles, but um, to it really goes to a much broader picture of the creative process in that when, when a baby face is crowned champion, um, obviously TNA doesn't have the business model that a, I'll say a WCW or WWF did in the touring days when you could, crown a Hulk Hogan. And he basically went out on tour and the, the business was built around monetizing the world heavyweight champion out on tour. When you're in weekly episodic that builds to monthly pay-per-views, a heel champion is, is something that strictly from a business point of view, not always, but most of the time it, it's, it's more profitable or, or it makes more business sense. But there always comes a time where from a storyline and a, a creative arc uh, that you, uh, you know, the simple term is make the fans happy. Uh, so the, the uniqueness of AJ's athletic ability, people love to see him chase the title. And when he wins it, okay, where do you go next? And you, you got to have multiple heels built up because you don't want to go to your next opponent or if you, you know, you don't want to go to your next opponent and then and then just have AJ lose it because he'd worked so hard. So it's a fine balance. Uh, but um, with Tito, like I said, and the timing and the fan base, they were absolutely ready for it. And I thought it was a uh, another building block. I'll say this. It was a, a real good building block in AJ's career. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, 2005, early TNA days was – uh, more like a heel territory where the baby face chases more often than not. Uh, so looking back on it with that match, was there anything that stands out to you during the match? Because a lot of people say it's one of your best matches. Interesting. Um, no, me and AJ from the asylum days, um, we had really good chemistry. Um, gosh, it's, it's hard to believe we're talking 18 years ago. So, you know, um, Lots of uh, less bumps on both of our uh, bump cards, if you want to call it that. But no, um, we had a real good chemistry, and AJ was never afraid uh, afraid to. I don't say afraid, but but always had the the tenacity to um, to really push things along. And uh, again, like my matches with Kurt Angle, or we could go down a, a list. AJ was an opponent that I think brought the best out in me, which I always enjoyed working with guys like that. Yeah. I've, I, I see on the show all the time that he's a once in a lifetime 
performer and he can have a good match with a broomstick. There's nobody he can have a bad match with if if he's on it uh like he normally is. Uh, so speaking of of AJ now, uh, how would you compare 2005 AJ Styles to today's AJ Styles? The biggest, and this is such low-hanging fruit, in 2005, before Twitter, before Instagram, early, early stages, uh, stages uh, we were early adopters of YouTube, um, Fox Sports Net, uh, weekly episodic pay-per-views, and then, you know, we weren't even on Spike TV. In 2005, you had to be a really diehard fan of TNA wrestling to even know who AJ was. Uh, we had begun our international footprint. Now, he's been with the WWE now, what, seven years, six, no, seven six years? years? Six yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, and with TNA, you know, through all those years in Spike TV, he's he is much more uh, closer to a household name than he was, and that is that changes everything. You know, I, I just saw AJ the other night in Springfield, Illinois. You know, when he walks through the curtain, not even that. When his music hits, the people know that's AJ. That changes everything as, from a performer's point of view. In, in the match we're talking about today. You know, the people coming down out to see that and AJ walking down the aisle, yes, the, the, the majority of the TNA fans that showed up on those pay-per-view Sundays and it would be crammed to the rafters, there were still people in that arena that, hey, who's this guy coming down? I know Jeff. He's been on WCW or WWF or any of the founder of this deal or whatever it may be. There was a lot of folks that still didn't know who AJ Styles was. But what's so cool is, by the end of that match, they knew who AJ Styles was. He yeah, right. did night in and night out, not for a year, but for years and years and years. That's why, you know, like like Saturday in Springfield, Illinois, there wasn't a person in the building that didn't know who AJ was, where he was from, his storylines, and a little bit about everything he's done. So that's what's cool to see. Yeah, he uh, he went from a guy that. Nobody thought could make it in WWE, and when he got there, didn't think, oh, Vince McMahon's not going to – he's not going to get behind a small guy like that. Now he's a multi-time world champion. He had one of the longest reigns of the modern era, and he's about to have a fantastic match with Edge at WrestleMania. So um, jumping back to Hard Justice 2005, um, so Tito coming into the match there, did he have any reservations or, or this was kind of new territory for him being in a wrestling ring versus UFC. And he seemed like he was doing a pretty good job as a ref. Uh, did you have any pointers for him as a referee? Did he do any, any like training or anything like that? Yeah, and I said this, we hit, uh, referenced WrestleMania 11 the other day on our podcast with yeah. all of LT, all the football players around. And you could tell the wrestling fans versus the non-wrestling fans from football players. I knew literally the first 15 minutes being around Tito, he's going to be great. He, he, he is a sports entertainer. He may come from the MMA world, but he's a sports entertainer. And I'm just, I, I was overwhelmed with his charisma in a professional wrestling setting. So Mr. Bruno over there, yeah, yeah. we were, um, we were at Top Guy Weekend. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're a top guy at AppreShows.com, you get all kinds of cool perks. One of the most recent ones was Top Guy Weekend in Chicago. 
can't miss it if you guys can't get to the next one. Uh, Frank there, he was chomping at the bit to catch your ear on all things Titans football. And he never got the opportunity. And so he was like, oh, I have to be there today. I've got to talk to Jeff about Titans football. Yeah. So uh, first of all, real quick, um, you know, the height of my fandom was the mid 90s. And um, Jeff, I really think one of your greatest matches was with Sean in your house, too. I just wanted to throw that out there. That was I still think fondly of that match uh, and loved it. But I did want to ask you just quick, quick couple of questions. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Titans getting a lot of heat online for not going crazy in free agency. Are, are Do you feel that way? Because I'm like, I think that J-Rob and um, Vrabel are doing a really good job of not throwing money all over the place. I, I, I cannot speak highly enough. This is getting way off the professional wrestling path. But, but, but Frank, my man, we set a record this past year for most players on a roster. 91. If okay, you know, yeah. oh yeah, that speaks volumes of how much Robinson and and Vrabel know where players are at, and probably mm-hmm. most importantly, where players aren't at. And so, look, I I, I, I don't want to go down and beat a door, dead horse, but <laughs> second and one, and we can't get a first down. That still irks me. But at the end of the day, we were seated number one in the AFC. It didn't go our way. Burrow was hot. When you meet a hot team, it is what it is. But um. To me, that's just internet chatter, and, right. and you're going to complain about something. I have, I have as much confidence in in, in J. Rob than I do in any executive in the league, and it's not just because I'm a Titans fan. Look at his track record, absolutely. He players, um, and we are still a very very small market in the NFL. When you really drill it down, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, cool. Green Bay has all the, the lineage, so I know population wise, but we we are a very, very, very small market in the NFL, and we compete big time. Exactly. And, you know, I, I was concerned that, you know, the Colts got Matt Ryan this 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 past week, and uh, I think that they're definitely our toughest competition now in the division, but I still think, you know, a lot of people shit on uh, uh, Tanny, but he got us there. We I, If Tanny wasn't our quarterback when we had 91 players cycling through, I think we would have been worse off than than a. Oh, it, look, it goes without saying it. We can second guess all this kind of stuff about should we have put Henry back in the mix? No, but look, hindsight's twenty twenty. If he had gone for one fifty, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But anyway, enough about top football. Uh, <laughs> I got to keep my media day rocking and rolling. I want to see everybody in Dallas on the first. Conrad's gonna no I'm kidding. Supershowlive.com. Thanks. Awesome. Dude. <laughs> I was ready for it. I was going to ask you if you had anything we wanted to plug before you're out of here because I know Super Show Live is huge. It's huge. Jeff Hardy, Steve Regal, Bischoff, myself, Conrad Thompson, and more surprises <laughs> Friday, April 1st on Fight TV. And it will be on On Demand as well. So looking forward to it, man. I really, really am. And I appreciate you guys having me on today. Definitely. We appreciate you being here. Jeff. And uh, looking forward to seeing you at the next Top Guy weekend, sir. Me too, bro. That's a special weekend. Thanks, guys. Take care. Well done. Oh. Look at that. Double J giving Frank false hope. (laughs) Listen, um, well, uh, yeah, that was a privilege to talk to him. Um, I, what I said to him, I meant, I really do think that his, what the hell did Money Mike get here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, you've been gone so long. Money Mike came, went, and came again. 
you know, I'm, I'm a daughter, and the first thing I hear is, oh, Frank said he's got to masturbate tonight. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. What? Money Mike took over for you. He's at 20% chub right now. Oh, all right. That's. I mean, it's good to know. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that I've already got those a few are not audited. Michael. Those are not audited numbers. We can't provide reasonable assurance. I just want to throw out there while we're watching this, this <laughs> not Royal Rumble, that not only did I throw up the top football theater flag, Jeff said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, yes, that that's cool. the win. I don't care about anything else. This could have been a shit interview all the way through. Jeff Jarrett's in top football theater. I win. Uh, can I get a time code, everybody? Game. I think I'm close with you guys, but. Wow, we went from masturbation to Frank being close. I had a that commercial, but I'm at 208, 28, 29, 30, 31. All right, I'm like a minute ahead of you, so I'm just going to pause for a second. Okay. We're still in the middle of the battle. Uh, run. Eddie asked a good question. How much is Super Show Live? Those of us who are not going to be in Dallas. Uh, you can go to Fight TV. It's twelve ninety nine for the singular event, and you can also get the WrestleCon pack, which has got six shows, including the Super Show Live for seventy four ninety nine. So you get five other wrestling shows, which are going to be banging, and then the Super Show Live. Can anybody tell me who the tall guy who just got eliminated with the black and green trunks was? Uh, once I get out of this advertisement. I don't know some of these people. That's, I, don't I don't know most of these people, <laughs> which, is, which is awesome. Eddie, do you have any idea who some of these people are? Uh, is, is, that, is that Lance Hoyt there? The one no, this has got short hair, and he's wearing black trunks with a green. Uh, he's gone now. No, I'm talking yeah. about the guy with the blonde, long blonde hair. That, I, I thought that is that Lance was. Hoyt, yes. That is Lance Archer. I recognize Billy Gunn. I know Billy Gunn. We lost Michael. Again. Yeah. Uh, so let me take a look. This is, is just a revolving door. Oh, is that like is that, that what's his name? He he teamed up with Sonny Siaka earlier on the card. Oh shoot, I forget his name. This is for a shot at the X Division title. Is that yes. what this is? No, it's a shot at the TNA, uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. There's Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know. Wow, this is uh, I don't get. I, I'm trying to figure out Billy Gunn eliminating. I'm sorry, Kip James eliminating. Uh, so long, Bobby Roode. Yep, there we go. This wow, look at Bobby Roode. Oh wow. Yeah, this really uh, this is crazy. Seeing all these stars that I mean, I had most of my. I have no idea who they are. But again, that's one of those. Phil, do you know who Beer Money is? I know Beer Money. That's yeah, James Storm and Bobby Roode. Okay. I do know a lot of TNA. I know more later TNA than early. But yeah, I know quite a bit. Just early. Well, they're TNA from 2010, so that's why I was like, "Yeah, I no." Didn't. Oof, goodness. Are they are they feuding? Is 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 the outlaws? They feuding? were feuding at the beginning. Yes. What number? What number entrant are you at? I don't know what number, but uh, I'm at time code two hours, 11 minutes, five seconds. Well, no, I have a list of their entrants. I don't. And who they uh, here we go. The next entrant for me coming out is 
Uh, they're not showing it yet. Still not showing it. So the I think the guy that was the tall guy with the short hair with the black trunks and the green band is somebody called Triton, oh, also known as Ryan Wilson, who worked like through OVW as Jacob Duncan. Yeah, this was the uh, the guy that just came out, and we got. Okay, so that's the last. That's the last guy in this battle royale. Look at our truth. Look at Ron Killings looking exactly yeah. like he does today. Jesus Christ. He's looked at the same for like the last 20 years or whenever. He and Billy Gunn, Billy Ass, have found the fountain of youth. You know, Conrad says it a lot, but dear God, how do you do that? Has everybody been eliminated by being thrown over the top rope? Yeah, then the last two are in an actual match. Yeah. Ah, okay. That explains why the winner is by pinfall. Got it. Yeah. Mike's back. Hey, Phil, Archer looks, looks better at 50 than, than, than Arn Anderson did at 24. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Please, Amy, don't, don't kill me. I hope you don't meet Arn at Top Guy Weekend. So, fun little behind the scenes on that Jeff Jarrett interview. I had to take the day off work, and uh, Frank had to work from home in order for us to pull that off because he wanted to do it on a um, on a was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Yeah, a Wednesday early afternoon, which of course we all work during. But uh, I wasn't going to miss that interview for the world. So yeah, me either. Me either. I wanted to. No, that was great. Well worth it. Uh, yeah, it was such an honor to get to talk to uh, the founder of the Four Horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I wanted to ask you something. Were you? Did you watch TNA back then? Oh, well, I watched it in 2000, uh, 2009, 2010, 2011 is when I started watching. I just never – this. I know everyone loved the six-sided ring, but I just couldn't get into it. It was different. That's the only reason I liked it was it was just something different. Like when they did a, when they did a cage match. It was six sides, so you had two extra sides to go do stuff off of. I mean, I've, I remember seeing that famous, was it uh, uh, Elix Skipper? I literally am having a beware of dog night with my internet. I see that, Michael. I see that. I think I you're think... just rubbing them. don't want us to see it. <laughs> well, uh, Mark's here. Mark's here. Mark is here, yes. He's using his calculator. <laughs> well, as look, long as look, not having things got to drop way too soon, so there's going to be no editing. So everyone just be on your best behavior. As long as you don't having a uh, a St. Louis uh, elimination chamber situation there, Michael, I think you'll be okay. That Frank, fun fact is the elimination Undertaker got burned the shit out of. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Frank, I really. To me, I really liked this six-sided ring. It was di like Mark said, it was different. But I, I never been one to go with the grain. I was the kid that that loved it when Paul Orndorff power drove that piece of trash Hogan. I wish he had, had power drive him again and again and again. God, look at our truth. So you oh. you you enjoyed you enjoyed cheering for the heels before it was cool, Eddie, right? No, just Hogan with I I always thought Hogan was a fake. And I guess I was proven right. Oh my right. god! I'm sorry. I'm you, seeing shit from Archer I've never seen before. 
Dude, our, our Killings is really, really good in, in TNA. He's not a joke like he, he is. He won in, the uh, title, didn't he, a couple times? Yes, yeah. he's a two-time NWA heavyweight champion. I'm just, That's why I, enjoy, I really enjoyed his TNA career because, yes, he was part of the stable three live crew with VG James, Road Dog, and Conan, but he was also presented as a serious wrestler. Here's the thing yep. though, about where he is at now in wrestling. He absolutely loves what he does right now, and he says he gets paid more than enough to do it, and so he doesn't have any problems with, with his comedic gimmick, um, you know, and I, I, I find what he does entertaining. Could be he be in more matches instead of 24-7 shenanigans? Absolutely. But if he's having, having fun doing it and getting paid what he wants to get paid doing it, kudos to him. I mean, WWE has never used him right, but even back when he was K-Quick. They, I mean, they tried to turn him heel. They had that thing with John Cena. He was funny, came out with little Jimmy and all that shit. I mean, but they've never used him right, ever. Oh, ref bump, shocking. But uh, you can never, yeah. ever say that he's not entertaining. And no, ref struggling with the with the uh, chain there. Uh, Rudy yeah. Charles, I, though, I, a very I, young I, Rudy I, Charles, who's a, a current referee in WWE. I don't remember what they call him, what his name is, but we know him as Rudy Charles. See, you know, here's the thing. So I, I'm at, I'm at um, 137 minutes. I don't know why this isn't giving me like a normal time. <laughs> so what, two hours and 17 minutes? Where are you guys? Two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah, that's about right. So they just, this is the problem I have. So Killings just did his double axe kick thing off the top rope, slamming Abyss down into a chair, and the announcers didn't even acknowledge it. Didn't even acknowledge that he did it. They were like, oh, what a maneuver. And he hits the chair and they don't acknowledge it. Well, what a maneuver. Michael, see, what you need to do is you need to turn off all the computers that have the streaming porn on it. And I think everything will get better. I think everything he's, will get better. He's live streaming with he's zooming hey, the, uh, all of it's all Manic the Monday. Let me, let me tell you, right. Michael might understand this, but I have what's called the perfect storm at work this week. I got a complete billing. I got a complete reimbursable billing. And I've got Dubai with a payroll. I've got Philippines with a payroll and the U.S. payroll. I got three mother effing payrolls. I had to disperse thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars across the country. I'm going crazy. It's Manic Monday. I need some cockball talk, okay? You're going talk. crazy, honey? You are. I am. Crank, I understand about... I understand about crazy, crazy Mondays. I had a very good day, but you'll understand this one. I couldn't get one of my trial balances to balance. Oh, God, I fucking hate when that happens. So for any, anybody no. listening at all, which is probably nobody at this point, um, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week because obviously everyone is gone at this point. What, because we're talking about debits oh, and credits? There's oh. somebody out there. I kid. somebody out there. Hey, oh hey, you know, hey, you know what they say about debits and credits? They are G double E A double R double T great. You stop <laughs> okay, I, I okay, said this. Did I miss all that, Randy? If I was at an accountant's dating hub, I'd be like, hey, I'd love to stick my debit into your credit. <laughs> I, I said this in the group chat while we we're watching the interview, Jeff. I love you, man. You're 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 all time 
top tier talent, but you say Illinois. Oh, does he? <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's how I say it. No, because the it's... S is silent. It's Illinois. <laughs> saying, Illinois okay. saying Illinois to me is just like someone saying specifically instead of specifically, I want to punch them. Have well, Brandy does... told me I, I've been saying ruined wrong my whole life. He ruined? would say ruin. When it, like he ruined would say it? Ruined instead of ruined it. It's ruined. What does everyone think so, of a business so, run in TNA? All right, real quick. I want to let me let me try my new sex talk on Brandy. So, Brandy, I want to stick my debit into your credit and make you scream retained earnings. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Michael? You think that'll work? I have no comment, Jeff. If, Jeff, if you're still watching, we appreciate you doing the the interview with us, and we hope that you'll come back for a full episode. Oh wait, how about this? I want to take my asset and stick it in your liability. <laughs> and then I think you're liable. Oh my god! Then I'm gonna Break make it. scream equity. What? <laughs> See, I got Michael popping over there. That's what I'm trying to do because he knows. He knows. Oh, here we go. We've got the the vignettes and AJ Styles. Well, Frank, Frank, I'll, I'll give for for everybody um that was listening to the maybe more the R or the X ray version. I'll give you a nice G rated accounting pickup line. Okay. You be the debit, I'll be the credit. We'll balance each other out. <laughs> there it is. All right, all right. I like that. And that's a very Disney-oriented accounting pickup line. But you know what? The the, the, the real thing is you shouldn't get pickup lines because you're not trying to pick her up. You're trying to nail her down. Oh, there it is. Me, if hey, I... Brandy, how do you spell me? <laughs> this uh, work, work with me here. Brandy. How do you spell me? This highlight package of AJ Styles is giving me a stiffy. Wait a minute, the, you didn't spell it right. There's, you didn't. You didn't say the D. <laughs> Hold on, now say it. You could. You. What would you say after that? There's no what. There's Brandy. no what. There's no D in me. Well, not yet, anyway. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow. It's Manic Monday here on Top wow. Guy Theater. This is why we don't record on Mondays, folks. We all have a case in the Mondays, and you never know what bullshit's coming out of our mouths. Uh-uh. All right, Mello, I put you out already. Shut Henry, how are you? We can't hear you. I think Eddie is like, I don't know why I decided I wanted to come on tonight. <laughs> He's very I docile, though. I Can go you hear me now? Yep, I yeah, I can hear you. I said that entire monologue was so terrible, I think all... <laughs> Not as terrible freeze? as that damn internet. <laughs> that was perfect timing for that internet to cut out. Perfect. <laughs> kind of like how the Buffalo Bills cut out when they play in the Super Bowl. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie with the Eddie with the mic fucking drop. I think I think Henry just flipped us off or something. <laughs> wow. Hey, those bills are gonna make a comeback this year. You mark that one. Guys. Hey, Michael, I think so, like the bills got a lot. Are you just transfixed by this AJ Styles highlight package? Because I am. Yeah, oh, I. I think Wait a it's, uh, Jimmy Hart was there. Yeah. Was Hogan there? Not yet. Not for yeah. five four years. I thought he was there at the same time as Hogan. 
No. I mean, he was there when Hogan was there, but he was also there when no, Hogan I... was not there. Wow. Jimmy Hart did something without Hogan? Of course. AJ Styles, to this day, and I know other people argue it's Daniel Bryan or Okada, AJ Styles is the best wrestler on the planet. You know why I think you can actually... I think it depends on what lens you're looking through. But Phil, do you know why I'm actually going to all agree with you here? And I'll tell you why I think you can make a case for that. Because Vince AJ Styles was able to convince Vince McMahon to get him. If you think about it, he's one of the few people that had astronomical success in WWE while retaining the majority of his original gimmick. Now, albeit they've done some changes, but and the AJ Styles we see in WWE is obviously more like the 2013 TNA AJ Styles. That one is not the you know the clean cut phenomenal one gimmick that we're seeing here in 2005 but i think you can make the case that aj styles really is one of the best all-around workers and he was able to convince vince mcmahon to buy into his brand exactly that's what i loved is because when he debuted he came in the rumble vince was like i don't see it i don't see it and aj styles made a believer out of vince McMahon. yes and yes. that's hard to do when you're when you're the size of AJ Styles. Not only do they make a believer out of him, like I uh, alluded to in the interview, AJ Styles has one of the longest title reigns of the modern era. Uh, I believe it was just over a year that he held the title. Um, and I think only three other people have done that in the last 10 years. Yes, uh, he it was Cena, Punk, and Roman are the three that you know, come into mind. Cena's never had it for a year. It's Punk, Roman. Yes, he did. Uh, so in the last 10 years, I believe it's been Punk, Reigns, Roman, Styles. Okay, that sorry, is true. Reigns and Roman. But Cena did oh. have it for a year oh. back in 2007. <laughs> Punk, Reigns, Lesnar, Styles is what I meant. I'm sorry. Yes. But Cena did have it for a year back in the early 2000s or in mid-2000s. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I was just I think... in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. See, here's the thing, though. For me, it's hard to believe that wasn't within the last 10 years. But to talk about Cena and to talk about how far AJ Styles went in one year, he yeah, debuts yeah. in the Rumble. The next year, he drops the title to Cena. Yeah, yeah, real quick. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to track this AJ Styles pop because the crowd no is ready for it. Oh, wait a second. This is not the AJ Styles pop. But uh, the, the crowd gets electric when Styles comes out. And, you know, to this day, he still gets that reaction. Heel, face. When AJ Styles is out, you know you're getting a match. All right, here we go. And if you think about it, protect here at AJ Styles as well. Mike, we have waited for this moment watching the phenomenal AJ Styles come out this panel for one thing. A chance at the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. We saw the work out is it time for it is it time 
You heard the whole crowd chant the AJ. I mean, it's a small crowd, but everyone was behind Styles at that point. And here comes the king of the mountain, Double J. That's J E double F. J A double R E double T. I love his entrance. A true member of the Four Horsemen. I agree with you, Eddie. Not even close. He was part of the Four Horsemen. He was. He was not part of the Four Horsemen. Yes, he was. He was WCW in '97. He was made of Four Horsemen. Mark, think of this way. Even the deranged one, Ric Flair, said he wasn't. Jeff Jarrett will always be a Jeff Jarrett will always be a member of the Four Horsemen in my world. And Arnie oh, Anderson good. on that video, on video, video Arn Anderson raised his arm after he beat Mongo to get gain entrance into the Horsemen. And was Jeff Jarrett ever in better shape than he was in TNA? Probably not. Wait, what's in the back this of the is... car? Is that fireworks? See, I go back and forth with because there's two cases you could make, but you could make the case this is the last real run of Jeff Jarrett's career as an almost weekly performer from this, this time period up to Bound for Glory 2006. Because even though he's going to come back and do a few programs in 2008 and then a couple more in, you know, 09, 10, and even 11, to me, full-time Jeff Jarrett, I think this is the last full-time run. And I could be completely wrong, but just my assessment of that. He does have some other great notable stuff. Like uh, he does have the MMA stint and his stuff with uh, uh, his feud with Kurt Angle. We covered that with Cyrus Fees. Uh, I was just going to say, that was a great episode. Yeah. Was, and, was, was this the time period where Joe got really ill? Or right, right after this time? No, this is where what this is the time period. I think Joe got hot around this time, right around no, June of two thousand five. I said no, Jill, his wife. Oh, I thought you were talking about Joe. Samoa Joe because we're talking TNA. No, that was a that was Joe about a year later. Joe passed in 07, I, so Jill's gonna get sick again here pretty soon. God, look at that crowd. He is the, the crowd is so ready for AJ Styles to win his. Championship. This was the guy. This is what guy. Whenever TNA started, it, it, they, they got their first look at AJ. They got behind him almost immediately, and they were like, "This is our guy." And um, you know, you know, they put the world title on him. A lot of people say he wasn't ready at this point. Um, a lot of people say that his world title runs in general in TNA worked spectacular, um, and that his New Japan run is where he really came into his own. After. I think he. I think AJ Styles is in much better shape now, currently, than he was during this time period. You'll you'll notice if you watch his matches. I watch his match versus matches he has now. Um, he does not do nearly as many high risk moves, but what he does do, he does well. And what he said about that was, um, "I've learned to listen to my body and what it can can't do." Like for example, you won't see him do the spiral tap probably ever again. Uh, which you will get to, get to see him do in this match, which is an epic move if you've never seen AJ Styles do it. Uh, 
but you'll see him do stuff in this match more, more a little bit more fast paced, a little bit more uh, reckless. I, I won't quite say the word reckless, but I'll, I'll say he throws caution to the wind, more of a Jeff Hardy RVD style. Um, but you'll definitely see. I think Jr. used to call it a high octane offense. Absolutely, is that, is that what he call would call it? Absolutely, and you'll see, you know, a lot of shades of what AJ does now with a lot of the moves. But then again, like I said, you're going to see a lot of stuff that AJ doesn't do anymore, but that doesn't make him less than Fort. It just makes him evolved. Reinvents himself, right? Yes. But I'm never, I, I don't think AJ was ever nearly as reckless with his moves. Like back in, even in these younger days, and like Jeff Hardy, you don't see, you never saw AJ climbing up the, like the high towers to jump off to do a Stronton dot. Or See, and like I'm that. always careful to use the word reckless because I think that can have kind of a negative connotation. I think it's warranted in some cases, but I think it's one of those words in wrestling that maybe gets a little overused. I wanted to ask Brandy something, and I think she'll know this more than I probably will, but I seem to remember AJ in some interview said that he was working with, I can't remember the individual in Japan, but when he really switched up his offense in Japan was because of how the audience was, because they weren't as reactive to the high-flying maneuvers. And I think he talks about how he had, I wish I could remember the name of the individual at escaping, but I think he had one of his opponents in that calf crusher that he uses, Mm -hmm. and he held it for like a really long time. And there were people crying in the audience out of the, Mm -hmm. just the emotion of that one move. So I thought that was kind of worth noting because it was a take on Phil at one point. True, and that's that's just a difference in the Japanese fans and the style of what they do. They are very quiet, they are very respectful, and they're not going to pop a lot for things. They're going to be quite loud during entrances and exits after a match, but it really takes something to get them to show emotion, and they're not going to pop for all the high spots or the high, the high octane or the quick stuff because... You know, a lot of the juniors do that. And at this point in time, AJ is 28. So he's still thinking he's 10 feet tall and bulletproof. So he's going to be throwing himself out there a lot more. That's amazing that he was 28. He is, you know, he's over the age of 40. I don't know his exact age. He was born in 77. 42. So he's actually, the, he's the same age as Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, uh, so he's, he's learned a lot more to pick and choose when it's going to be most impactful and quote-unquote worth it to to put his body through that. Yeah. Well, if we're saying he's like Tom Brady, I wonder if he paid off the referee Tito Ortiz here. <laughs> we never paid officials, but everybody oh. loves to think that. We love your hatred. You hate our success. Bring it on, baby, because he got well, six Super thing. Bowls in New England. He's got seven as a player, which is a record. So... Keep the hatred flowing because you guys went four times and you lost all four times. Because we played yeah. honest games. All right. Now, hey, that's Michael, where the where's the live thing would come up because Absolutely. that would be true. You, you didn't deflate any balls either, Michael. Um, Actually, other quarterbacks have said that they also worked with deflated balls. So he is not the – that's not the only time. But because he's Tom Brady, because they're the Patriots, everything they do go. is put under an extreme microscope and sensationalized. I need to where's deflate your, my balls. I will find the video. I was watching it last night. Other quarterbacks have said that they played with deflated balls, and they so, they cited sources. <laughs> Y'all have to say playing deflated balls because it's killing me. Um, quick question here. So, uh, 
up into this point in this match, Jeff Jarrett had um, a, a, he had the title for 11 months. You know, TNA has only been around for about three years, a little over three years at this point. Um, so, uh, Brandy, can you tell me uh, the other world champions from the company's beginning, you know, with Ken Shamrock up to this point? Who else held the NWA world title in TNA? Yes, let me take a look. Just give me one second here. I know there weren't a lot of them. They were really right. careful with their usage of the title. I want to say I think Ron Killings was one of them. <laughs> I'm remembering off the top of my head. Yes, just give me a second. I'm getting there. Wait a minute. So TNA, so TNA just said you can lose your belt on a DQ in TNA. Is that true? I think with some matches that was the case. I I know in world class uh, back back in the days they used to have that rule where if you got disqualified you could lose the, your belt. I'll tell you, I think sometimes it works too. Like I'll tell you, it's a more modern day example. While Brandy's looking up her list, but does anyone okay, remember I'm the good. money in the? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your. All list. right. So your first champion, of course, was Ken Shamrock. He won it from Dan Severn. Your next champion was Ron Killings, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Ron Killings, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Raven, Jeff Jarrett, Rhino, and taking us into 06, your champion is Jeff Jarrett. So from 2002 to 2006, we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 title reigns. Sounds like the Booker was uh, protecting his territory, huh? Jeff Jarrett. Had uh, that in some lot. ways, um, it was it was still it was still the NWA title. So he still had to go through the championship committee. Um, really? At that point in time, I yes, did not know that. Even though it I was, it was in TNA, the NWA World's title until uh, what the hell is his name? Billy Corgan bought it. It was still subject yeah. to the championship committee. Of the I, NWA, that is cool. Governing I, did, body. I did not know that. that and is when really, NWA, really when Billy Corgan purchased it as owner, he got rid of the championship committee and he makes all the championship decisions. Hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I just think it's cool when you look at Jeff Jarrett and how he kind of established TNA as a brand. I mean, he was the, to me, he was the pillar before Cordak Kurt angle and he's already kind of said that a little bit on the my world podcast was that when they brought kurt angle and he knew that he was okay to step away because kurt's going to be there so i think a lot of the sometimes people like conrad jokes you know jeff jarrett human fast forward but i don't think we can put over enough what he did for tna and like like conrad always says even when you look at the carter family figure they created a lot of jobs when 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 what year was jeff kind of out like what, uh, when from October of 06. So he would not wrestle. I don't know what his backstage involvement was, but he did not wrestle a match from October of 06 to October of 08. Cause he would come back actually a uh, sidebar on where he came back was bound for glory 2008, which took place at the Sears center in East Hoffman, Illinois. You guys would know it as the now arena where all out was. So oh, Jeff wow. Jared, hey, look at you. I didn't know that. Yeah, where so Jeff Jarrett and he took on that night Kurt Angle with Mick Foley as the guest enforcer. That was his return match. 
But so and then he, when, I, when I say when was he out, I mean when was he not the guy? When did when what, what point was Dixie involved and bought it from him? Dixie actually was always kind of involved in the company, even when Jeff was there. If you listen to, I can't remember the exact episode, but it's one of the early episodes of My World. They talk about Jeff and Jerry flew up on the plane to Dallas to meet with Bob, or they drove up to meet with Bob and flew back on Bob's plane. And then Jeff would continue to work and have, I believe, booking power through I want to say 2009, and then it slowly, um, he no longer had that when he came back just as a talent in 2010, which My World did an excellent deep dive on earlier this year with the Monday Night War episode. Go ahead, Brandy. Okay, so in terms of just straight matches, his last match for TNA was 10-22 of 06, which was Bound for Glory 06. And he would have a match in Germany in 2007. And then he would come back to TNA at Lockdown 07, have a couple of matches. Um, His last match would be a house show in June. And, of course, Jill would pass away, I want to say, either in late June or July of 07. His wife um, passed away from cancer. It was May. And he did not wrestle um, until... October 12th of 2008, which yep. was with Kurt Angle at Bound for Glory uh, 4. So he would take a quite a big leap of time off and then he would not, you know, I, it's really weird to look at because the power structure in TNA it was very fluid because the relationship with Dixie and Jeff and Jerry would kind of wax and wane mm-hmm. and be hot cold so it was really a weird thing um because also dixie never had true power dixie had to run everything by her parents because her parents were the ones with the money so it was just very weird and i I think that's something that gets overlooked quite a bit phil were you gonna say something yeah i I don't know if you guys are who's paying attention to the match here but they're they're telling the classic in-ring story where jeff jarrett's working on the leg trying to keep aj styles grounded yeah. Uh, you know, perfect heel tech for a guy that likes to use a lot of high fly moves. I love that they kind of throw back a little bit old school with how they tell the ring story. It's like a little bit of old school versus uh, AJ's uh, newer style of wrestling. It's beautiful. I love this match. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, really I think the old school storytelling is something TNA was kind of more known for, maybe say more so than a WWE. I remember another instance of that involving AJ Styles. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe if you look at AJ's last pay-per-view in the company, we're going to go into the future a little bit here, would have been Bound for Glory uh, 2013, where he won the TNA World title from then Aces and Eights leader uh, Bully Ray, because this was before they officially disbanded. If you look at the booking of that card, AJ was the only face that won that night, which used to be a tradition in some territories, if you really want to put a baby face over strong, you make them the only baby face winner that night. So I always remember that being a topic of discussion for that pay-per-view. And I thought it was relevant as AJ Styles has a title shot on this show, just kind of a neat reference. And uh, if I remember correctly too, they, uh, they gave him that title win as kind of a last ploy, last minute plea. Hey, please the company. We don't want you to leave. And AJ's like, Nope, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, that's a, Phil, if you don't mind, I want to piggyback off of that and ask, I was going to ask a 
a question, but I can ask a different one. What do you think? Uh, how different does the career of AJ Styles look if he never leaves TNA? I don't think. Do you think he still goes? Do you think he still goes to WWE? And do you think he still has the success he does if he doesn't have the success in New Japan? The first, yes, he will eventually. He would have eventually wound up in WWE. He would have been mid card at best because he would never learn that Japan style of, of strong striking and, and and listening to the crowd more. Those fine tuning things that he learned that he incorporates into his matches now. I don't think he would have been a season. So you, again, would you have seen him in an NXT or seen him in mid card WWE? Absolutely. Or would he? He might even just have waited till, uh, uh, you know. EW now, but would would you have seen him in a main event long term picture like he is now? Had he not gone to New Japan, absolutely not. No, real no. quick, I need to ask Mark. Mark, do you have to poop? <laughs> yeah, he's been making a lot of faces. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw. Look, I'm not stupid. I know you, Mark. Okay, you're trying to okay. pop brandy. That's what you're trying to uh-huh. do. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> No, Children, I have do we need to go sit in the up. waiting room for a few minutes? <laughs> this is what happens when the sharks are playing. Right? That's right? I said, children, do we need to go sit at, sit in the waiting room for a few minutes? Like when the teacher used to make you go sit out in the hall when you were bad in school. Irony, because both Mark and I have clothes that are older than you. Wow. Oh yeah, my I was God. like, wait. Well, I mean, Mark has clothes that are older than Abe Lincoln. <laughs> you know, you would think Abe Lincoln with, with, um, with right here with the standoff with Tito, uh, Jeff would have learned from Chuck Norris to not fuck with guys that could kick his ass. Oh, you know, so really I think. Go ahead, Mark. Tito, what were we gonna say? This. How much did Tito get paid for this? And how I, many times? Did that I don't know. Tito? You know, it's an interesting collaboration, though, because somebody who watched UFC will have to let me know. Was the Ultimate Fighter, was this around the time period that was starting to gain some steam, like this crossover? Because I'm thinking eventually Ultimate Fighter and TNA are going to be on the same network with Spike. So I wondered if that was happening during this time period and that was the reason for the crossover or what what one of the main drivers was for trying to get Tito involved. Let me look. I actually wrote a, an article about the impact of the Ultimate Fighter on on I UFC. Know what the buy rate was for this when not enough, like usual. Look at that phenomenal that? forearm before it was a finisher. God, it was still beautiful. You know, oh, Phil. I think so you bring good. up an interesting question there, or an interesting point there. With uh, when you said the buy rate was not enough. As usual, do you think TNA is one of those companies that say in 2005 could have benefited from us if a streaming platform was a thing? And instead of having to buy monthly pay-per-views, you had just a premium subscription service that was maybe, say, let's use Disney Plus number, like maybe six, seven dollars a month and you could run the pay-per-view on there because then your your niche audience is still going to see it. Do you think that could have helped at all or do you think that would have impacted uh, their development? I mean, Wait, Michael, I was going to pick that. Yeah, think, go ahead. How would, they, how would they have gotten new fans and new people that, by doing exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. You're gonna have the same a, fans paying eight ninety nine a month that you are uh, paying twenty four ninety nine a month for the pay per views. One counter argument that I, one counter argument that I could make to that, and might not even be a very strong one, is when you're looking at what are you asking people to invest if they're a casual fan. So if you're somebody 
that's just um, checked out TNA. And when you look at um, when you look at TNA, if you're gonna just um, if it's your first time watching them, do you want to spend? You know, I think when I bought pay per view, they were still like thirty dollars. They might not have been as expensive as WWE, but they were still pretty spendy in the thirty dollar range. Or even if they're twenty, would you say spendy? Would you rather... Yeah, spendy is a word. Is spendy a word? Yes, it's a mm-hmm. word. Yeah. So just but, to interrupt here, the first season of The Ultimate Fighter would debut in January of 05. Okay, so this is right around that time frame. Correct. And actually, January of 05, the, at this time frame, actually, so they weren't on Spike at this time because you know what was on Spike was Raw. Mm-hmm. I just kind of put two and two together there. I wasn't watching in the time. I was only in the fourth grade and hadn't discovered wrestling yet. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Michael, Michael getting his I'm young thing in. Hey, I have to. I do I, I, I do that every show. It's my goal to make you guys feel old. Just wait until you get over 30. Just you Hey, wait, I felt, I'll tell you what, actually. This is a little off, off topic for two seconds. But you know what? I felt old the, old the other day, and I will tell you why. Shut up. I went to no. No, you didn't. No, I want to. I want to hear this. No, I want to hear this because right. I went to the movie theater the other the other day to see the Lost City, and Daniel Radcliffe was in it. And it was very weird for me to see Daniel Radcliffe in a movie that wasn't Harry Potter. He did an excellent job acting, but it was just weird because like he was I'm my sorry, child. Where have you been? The last movie came out when I was in England, which was it was the same year as yes, the Royal like Wedding. That was. 2012? Last uh, Harry Potter movie came out in 2011. Yeah, so yeah, 2011, 2012. And um, so he's been doing a lot of other stuff. I mean, there was the one movie that he did like right after Harry Potter where he was fucking naked and everybody had a heart attack. <laughs> isn't, he know, like, just... isn't he like hung like a horse? Yes. That is the rumor and innuendo. <laughs> Which is what they found out. Where he was naked and he's hung like a horse. What? Check this out, guys. Here it comes. If if we're on the same area, here comes the spiral tap. He you know, oh, he I love that anymore. Nope, not yet. It's coming though. They just they both just use each other's finishers on each other, and uh, they kicked out. And got the. the well, what do you balls. think? What do you think of people using each other's finishers? I'm kind of you against it. Unless it's really respect thing. If, yeah. if, it, if it if it tells a story in the ring. Yes, if they're doing it just for cheap heat, no. There's money. I think it's overdone now, but like, like I think when it was done expertly was Rock Austin three. Weren't there times in that matchup where like they were hitting each other's finishes on them? Like that works because it's, that worked. It told that a story. storyline build. How do you hit that yes, safely? There, That's what I there are times that people will borrow and adopt somebody else's ring maneuver i will use an example um of course one of aj's main finishers is the styles clash and michelle mccool decided she was going to use that move as her finishing move and she should have asked permission in my opinion because somebody else that's well known in your arena uses that so you should get permission before you use somebody else's move and she did it quite terribly by the way what the faith breaker Yes, it was fucking awful. I liked it. I hate her, so I think she's a terrible in-ring competitor. So of course she, she was okay. So she, there I goes. think 
here it comes, guys. I'm sorry to interrupt. You just got oh, by Ortiz. We're on the top rope. Here comes the spiral tap. This is a I love this three. finish. God, I missed that move, but I can understand why he doesn't do it. One, two, three. There is your new, new champ. world champ. Does Ricochet use a spiral look, tap? If not, I could see him using a move absolutely. like that. It's look at like the that crowd. would fit well into his arsenal. Look at the crowd. How do you let me track this real Listen to this crowd. Over two years. That crowd was going ape shit, and it was well deserved. I think I have to agree with about Michelle. It was a great match. So that is the end of TNA Hard Justice 2005. I think we're going to wrap this up pretty freaking quick and get out of here. Uh, before we do, though, there is Friday, April 1st, 2022, Super Show Live this Friday, April 1st. If you guys are going to Dallas, please get your tickets. Get there. You're going to see Jeff Jarrett like you just saw him here on screen, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Hardy, William Regal, real man's man, and of course Conrad Thompson. And you know that Conrad's there. There's going to be added value. There's going to be more surprises because that's what he does. And if you can't get it, get it on Fight TV. It's twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. That's that's like a McDonald's lunch at this point anymore with inflation or half a gallon of gas. Uh, however you want to look at it. So uh, get on that, guys. So. Final thoughts on this pay-per-view and the three matches we just saw. We'll just do a quick round here. Brandy? I loved it. Uh, as I said in the in the show, 2004 to like 2006, 2007, peak quality, peak match quality, TNA. Great time. Horrible app, but great time. Mark? Horrible app. Fantastic. Especially the last match was the best. Nice ripoff of uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, but I like the characters. I think the character development was way better than anything that they did in the later years. Big Buddy Mike. Fantastic show. Thank you for letting me join late. The uh, the other thing I want to say, too, just one more time, you know, Jeff Jarrett, thank you for the interview, and thank you for being a part of the Top Guy Theater world. <clears throat> Dummy Head Eddie, what's up? Uh, love this pay-per-view. Uh, so, uh, love, even the Battle Royal was pretty good. Uh, this is definitely better than any pay-per-view during the Hogan Bischoff era. That's for sure. During the I'll take there, buddy. The ever elusive in and out Henry producer Evingham. What do you think, sir? Can you hear me? All right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a fantastic show. I was actually quite surprised. I don't know much about TNA, but I would definitely recommend this one from start to finish. Absolutely. Uh, and if you have to watch that match, definitely one of Jeff Jarrett's best matches, definitely one of AJ Styles' best matches, and obviously his first world title victory uh, in a major promotion. Frank, your take, sir. Yeah, I mean, TNA is good, and this wrestling show was good. So, oh, I, wait. I got confused. Were we talking about TNA total nonstop action, right? Not, TNA not the TNA I was thinking of. Not, 
Um, yeah. No, 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 I, well, I, I, uh, TNA is also good, but <laughs> right, of course. Right, um, did you just say "total non-pop action"? No, non-pop action. Well, I gotta stop talking to somebody from California because <laughs> get all bothered. Uh, listen, uh, the the, the uh, I thought the, the X Division match was good, other than the fact that the guy's name was 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 Shocker. Um, and the last match was great. And I watched the first match of the show, which was the uh, the Team Canada. It was really cool too. So, uh, um, I, I I mean, it was it was it was good. I, I'm intrigued to watch some more TNA. Every time every time we watch a TNA show with you, Frank, you say that, and yet you don't watch. And then they TV. never ever do again. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> well, what you guys? Um, before we go, check out Super Show Live this Friday. You won't regret it or get it on fight for $12.99 for Frank, Henry, and a bunch of other dronies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Eddie, Brandy, Mark, Buddy Mike. This has been a fantastic watch along. Thank you so much, Jeff Jarrett, for popping in. We're going to get you in for a whole show one day. And see you later. 14 WrestleManias. Are you ready to fight? One, Who will survive? Two.